Hey there, and welcome back to the SQHQ with another episode of Success Quest. I'm Caleb Valle. And I'm Jacob Harmon. And on today's episode, we are going to jump into discussing the successes of life and today's topic, financial success. Um, this one is going to be a doozy, so uh, buckle up because we have a lot to cover. And we, we have certainly talked about a lot of stereotypes associated with being financially successful in the past um, in a couple of our other podcasts. But today we want to cover exactly what it means to be financially stable or free, how to take steps to achieving it, and how to break down those stereotypes. Um, So we have a lot to talk about. Pay attention. Uh, It's going to be great. Absolutely. And something that we've mentioned a lot is that success is not just about being rich or just about being wealthy. But that doesn't mean that being rich is a bad thing or being wealthy is a bad thing, especially if the reason you're pursuing wealth and riches is to help make the world a better place. Um, There's nothing wrong with having that desire. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be financially stable. So even though we've told you a hundred times in the past that it's not just about that, today we're going to talk about how you can work towards financial stability because it will help you make a better impact in the world. I love that. I like what Jacob refers to because we were talking about that in our first podcast a lot about financial stability you don't need it to be happy you don't need to be rich you don't need to be wealthy it's not one of the foundations of success but it's an incredible addition if you have it now you have the opportunity to help other people including yourself and your family and those aren't bad things so becoming rich becoming wealthy if you do it with the right intentions it's fantastic but what's the difference between being rich and being wealthy being rich is just that, you know, like immediately you start thinking of who who's the Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, you start thinking about his mounds and hordes of billions of gold coins that he has stored away, stored away and his kids who are just loving all of it. And it, it, that's actually a really funny um, series. But that's what you think about. You just think of someone who's overwhelmingly like just has tons of money. Like they have the yachts, they have their own private planes. That's being rich, you know, that's being in the 1%. Now, being wealthy is a little bit different. It's a different type of concept because it's a little bit more realistic. For I'm going to give you an example. This is the only way I can explain it. My wife and I, we're fine. We're, we're obviously making enough to get by month to month. But wealthiness is that if she were to lose her job, that somehow through some sort of passive income, we would be receiving the, enough money in order to get by month to month. And hopefully forever. I mean, that's the goal. So if you become wealthy, somehow you've generated income that allows you to sustain your living costs for the rest of the time you're living. That's the main difference between wealth and being rich. But so what's the goal? What should the goal be? I mean, realistically, I've been thinking about this. There are so many things we can do to obtain wealth in our life. And that's what we're going to be talking about You can live financially successful by simply learning how to save, invest, become frugal, all of which we're going to discuss throughout this podcast. During my time at BYU, I took a course on personal finance, and my professor was Scott Marsh, who is a financial advisor and also a professor at BYU. And he taught something in that course that honestly changed my life. It changed my perspective on money and how to build wealth. And something that he taught, it was called making a million dollar choice. And a million dollar choice is a simple choice that you make now 
to eventually have a million dollars at retirement. So for example, if you decide instead of buying lunch every day, I'm going to pack a lunch and take it to work. Let's say that can save you $5 a day, right? So that's $150 a month, right? So if you put that $150 a month into your 401k and your employer matches that 401k, that turns into $300 a month that you're putting into an investment. Now, over the course of your lifetime, that investment is going to grow and it's going to cure interest. And by the time you retire, that $5 a day has turned into a million dollars. That's what he called a million dollar choice. A simple choice that you make that is worth a million dollars. Now, how many different choices could we make in our lives? Caleb mentioned being frugal. Packing a lunch every day is a simple choice. Anyone can save $5 a day. Anyone can do that. And that's a huge, it can make a huge difference in your life. So think right now, I'm going to give you just a little bit or pause the podcast if you need a little more time to think, but write down four or five different million dollar choice ideas, different things that you can do to save just a little extra money and put that money towards an investment, especially if you have a 401k with your employer, put it towards there because then you get the match, but put it somewhere where it can grow and it can become a lot more. I really like this concept of frugality because it really can be the biggest difference. And and there's such simple choices that you can make. Something um, that I was actually just barely going to tell Jacob about um, was that when my wife and I first got married, oh my gosh, okay, my job, I was working as a mental health worker in Bountiful, Utah. And I was making, it was like 12 bucks an hour. And my wife, she was working for some guy in Provo. And I mean, she was making like 15 bucks an hour, but it wasn't a consistent like schedule. So I mean, she wasn't making that much. And she was also trying to be a waitress, which was also not consistent. So I mean, we, we did not have a lot of money. And we got back from our honeymoon. We spent tons of money. We went to Cancun, Mexico. It was fantastic. We got back to our apartment and we looked at our bank account. No savings. And we had little over $60 in our checking account. We had just barely paid rent. And I mean, that was all we had. We didn't have, we didn't have internet in our house. I mean, we didn't have um, a TV. We didn't have a couch or a table. It was fantastic. And it's funny because in that situation, that can either be a positive experience or a negative experience. But because my wife and I have such a frugal mindset, that was nothing. Like we looked at that situation. We we're like, oh my gosh, 60 bucks. Okay, that's fine. We're just not going to go out to eat at all this month. You know, it was easy for us to make those choices. And now looking at where we are, we have a large amount of savings and a fairly good checkings account. You know, and it's, we started with basically nothing at the beginning of our marriage, but because we understand how to make those simple choices, it made a huge impact on our marriage. And our financial side of life, which kind of brings me into the the next point that I want to talk about, which is the mindset, the millionaire mindset. Before I jump right into what is a millionaire mindset, I want to I want to share a quote. It says, "People don't just rise to the occasion; they fall to their highest level of preparation." Now, I, I really enjoy that quote because if my wife and I hadn't been prepared to live frugally. It would have been very difficult. Like people don't just change overnight. 
You have to prepare yourself over a long period of time. You have to make smaller decisions in order for you to get to a point where you can be, you know, yeah, you can say you're frugal now. So I want to talk about a little bit about what the millionaire mindset is. And I wrote down a couple of things. First is understanding that time is worth more than money. I think that's really cool because I think back to a story. This guy was telling me, like he was, he was like, how much do you make at your job? I was like 12 bucks an hour. He was like, okay, if you were to go to your boss and you were to give, you just run into the office and slap down $12 on the, your boss's desk and ask them for an hour of your time back, could they give it to you? No. Okay, well, what, happen, what, what if you slap down $50 on their desk? I just want an hour of my time back that I gave to you. They couldn't give it back to you. Not for 100 not for $1,000. It's crazy, but time is your most valuable asset. That's how millionaires think. It's, you don't do things that aren't worth your time, which may include spending a lot of time on social media. You, know? it's, it, you, you focus on things that are important. You have priorities, and you set them in front of other things because you know that your time is worth something. Another way millionaires think is they don't ask why as much as they ask what and how questions. Their solution. Um, they're, they're constantly looking for solutions um, to things instead of, complaining about things like man why didn't i win the lottery instead they're asking what can i do to double the amount of money i have right now or how can i go out and make a dollar into two dollars you know this is how they're thinking they're thinking constantly on how to progress instead of sitting down and complaining which i think is fantastic another thing is protecting their confidence in order to become successful you have to have a high level of positivity and confidence in your life which is hard to maintain which is why we we recommend that you you have great resources in your lives to keep you motivated and inspired just like our podcasts and blogs and 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 incredible books these things help you keep your confidence as well as teach you ways to improve your confidence and to eliminate things that are negatively affecting you in your life the last thing that i wanted to share because there's so many things like millionaire mindsets if you want to have a millionaire mindset, there's a lot of things you can do. And I think we can talk about this in a future podcast, honestly. Or maybe I'll write it down in the blog, my next blog. But the last thing I wanted to share is clarifying your vision. You have to understand your why. What's, what's your greatest source of motivation in your life? When you wake up in the morning, why do you go to your job? What is all that for? Is it so you can come home and watch TV? Or is it so you can take care of your kids? Is it so you can watch over your, your mom or dad? Is it because you want to get through college? What is that exactly is your why? And understanding your vision is a huge part of becoming financially stable. You have to have a clear goal set in place and then go for it. You have to work harder than you ever had. It's not, not, there's no such thing as becoming rich quick. So you, you got to work hard. So I heard about this book that's called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. It's by Ramit Sethi, I probably pronounced that wrong. I am so sorry. But in this book, he he outlines specific things that we can do to make our money work for us instead of us working for our money. And one of the things that really stood out to me was this idea of making our money automated. In the book, he talks about when we get our paycheck, we should automatically have that money do things. A portion of it should go to savings. A portion of it should go to investments. Um, our bills should automatically be paying themselves. And then 
after all that's done, if you look into your bank account, the money that's left over is what he calls guilt-free money. It's money that you can spend. It's money that you know you've already taken care of everything else so you can spend it and you can enjoy it. Because, I mean, what's the purpose of money, right? The purpose is so that we can we can enjoy things in this life. And I also want to make it clear that it's not bad to purchase stuff. Caleb was talking about being frugal, which is important. But there's also certain things that bring you joy, that bring you value, that are worth putting money into. Otherwise, what's the purpose of having it? Like right? a guilty pleasure, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'll be the first to tell you, I spend way too much money on technology. <laughs> I... I have kind of this little addiction to to really nice technological products. I like Apple products. And guess what? Financially, they're probably not the best option. I could get a cheaper <laughs> phone than the phone I have in my pocket. Right? But it's something that I enjoy and it's something that brings value to me. And I don't think that it's a bad thing to spend a little bit of money on what matters to you. Maybe... To you, the most important thing is going on a nice vacation. Do it. Save up and do it. Enjoy your money. But at the same time, we have to be careful to save money where we can and make our money work for us instead of against us. It's all about planning. It really is. Like If you have a good plan every month for when you get money, you can spend it immediately and you can know exactly where it's going. So when you have that leftover money, you can feel good about that. I love that. So, yeah, listen to Jacob. Go take that vacation. Go buy that little guilty pleasure um, if you have the means to do so. If you have a good plan set in place, don't feel bad about spending money. It's not a bad thing. But it is also worthwhile talking about investing money as well. Investing money is incredibly important because not only saving money is great, right? You're going to put it in a bank account and you're going you're gonna to keep it there for emergencies. But money sitting there can also suck sometimes. If you have a lot of money sitting there, it's doing nothing for you. And maybe many of you are the same. You wonder, man, as instead of 5000 in savings, I wish I had 10000 How is it that I could get 10000 And maybe some of you don't try investing your money because it's a little riskier. It's a little scary. Let me share with you some of the things that I do to increase money kind of on the side. You know, you don't have to have a second job in order to get a couple hundred bucks here and there to do things you love. In fact, you, you, you can start off with 20, 50 bucks. One thing that I did for a long time in high school, when I worked, I worked for call centers and I worked selling products door to door, which was not fun, honestly. But I had a savings account. I had money. And one of the things I love to do to invest some of that extra money that I had was take 50 bucks and go and purchase some used product. Usually it was a gaming console. Um, I would buy one negotiate it really cheap and then go back online and sell it the same day for maybe 50 bucks more. I think in that time frame PS PlayStation 3s were a big thing that I was buying and selling. It was you could easily buy one for 100 bucks and you could sell it for 150 or you bought it for 150 and you could sell it for 200. People were buying within the range of 150 to 250. So I mean, as long as you waited, you could double your money easily. And I learned this concept from my dad and my uncle. They, these guys are people who have bought and sold cars. I mean, it's fun, the, the, thing, the little things you can do on the side to make money. I actually learned this the other day too. Apparently, 
the majority of the items at the dollar store are worth more than dollar. Did you know that? Random, okay? So if you were to go to the dollar store and you were to pull out your phone and just look up the items at the dollar store, how much they're selling for on eBay, you could find that the majority of the items there are worth more and you could be making a couple extra bucks, 10, 20 bucks on the side just from purchasing items from the dollar store and selling them on the side. It's amazing the little things you can be doing to invest your money and make it grow. And I think that's an important aspect of being financially free or being financially stable and successful is learning how to make money grow, work, make it work for you. Mm-hmm. And interest can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy, okay? So interest is something that you always want to be working for you. If it's in some sort of investment where you're earning interest, that's amazing. If you have debt where you are paying interest, you want to get out of that debt as fast as possible. There's a lot of different programs out there that teach people how to get out of debt. One of the ones that I've heard that makes sense to me is you look at all of the debts that you have. They might be credit card bills, car loans, whatever they are, and you see what's the one that you can pay off first, right? Then what you'll do is you will pay your minimum payments on everything except for that one and you'll pay it off as fast as you can. So you put all the extra money you have towards that one. Once it's paid off, then you roll all that money over to pay off the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And once all of your debts are paid off, you, you're free, (laughs) you're free from interest and you always want to get out of debt as fast as possible. We've, we've talked a lot about being able to spend money on our wants and investing and saving, but what's the rule? I mean, is there, is there a rule? And I think that honestly, everybody's situation is a little different, Mm -hmm. but the general rule of thumb, something that you kind of want to guide yourself with is a rule called the 50, 30, 20 rule. And this is something that, Elizabeth Warren popularized in her book, All Your Worth, The Ultimate Lifetime Money Plan. And basically the rule states that 50% of your money should go towards your needs, right? Your mortgage, your groceries, the things that you need to survive. It's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you've ever heard of that, where the most important thing is, is the stuff that you have to have to survive, right? So 50% of your income should go to that. 30% of your income should go to your wants, These are things like shopping, dining out, hobbies, maybe going on a vacation. Then 20% of your income should go towards saving and investing. Personally, I would probably make that third category a little higher. Um, I'd cut a little bit into my wants and I'd probably, I'd (laughs) probably swap those and do 50% needs, 30% savings and investing, 20% wants. But that's just because the, the way my brain works is I like to save for the future and I'm okay taking a little hit now. I'm okay. Not having to do, not getting something that I want in order so that I can have something in the future. But the important thing is that you make a plan, sit down and make a budget. Think about how much money you're making, how much money you're spending. Hopefully you're making more than you're spending. If you're not figure that out because that's number one, you never want to spend more money than you're making and figure out how you can start saving and investing and growing your money and make it work for you. I love that. It really is just about having that consistent plan in your life. That 50, 30, 20 rule is a great foundation for just being able to know how to spend your money. 
Jacob and I were talking about this before we got into the podcast. We actually were thinking that there should be an extra section in there for charitable donations because we believe that what you give, you get. Somehow in this universe, karma, call it whatever you want, the things you give to people somehow comes back to you all the time, tenfold even sometimes. It's important that you're looking out to others and your community and trying to build a positive environment and it really honestly affects you maybe even more mentally and psychologically um, than we realize but donating to to charities and and giving I'm not saying go and give the homeless you know 20 30 bucks but I think it's fantastic when I see people going out to Smith's and making little bundles that they're going to give to the homeless or they go and volunteer at shelters and stuff all those things are part of being financially stable as well because if you want to increase your wealth and income it sounds weird but donating and giving to charity will help you on that path it creates that mindset it's going to it just happens i I can't tell you there's so there's too many stories in this world to ignore this type of exercise in your life you can look it up i know i have seen millionaires billionaires tell me incredible stories about how when they gave they received an incredible amount in return. And it, maybe it wasn't immediately, obviously over time, but that person would remember it or someone would remember it or see that action and it always came back to help them and benefit them in the future. Um, so charitable donations, think about that. Think about the last time you, you went out and did something for charity. I want to talk about actually right now too, owning a business is being financially successful as part of that having to own a business, being a business owner. Now, I love this topic because... The United States, man, that's the American dream, like coming to America and starting something, your own journey, being your own boss and getting paid to do something you love. That's fantastic. And if I'm not mistaken, the United States is one of the leading countries in the world for starting businesses. And obviously, we hear the statistics, too, about how many businesses fail every year. I mean, it's a hard thing. So I want to I want to clarify, you don't have to have a business to be financially successful. Businesses are fantastic and if you are an entrepreneur at heart, follow that. Do something you love, start a business, do a side hustle. All those things are so cool and fun and important. But you can be just as financially successful with your regular day job, with your 9 to 5 job. This is this is something that I can't I absolutely cannot stand. I go on Facebook sometimes or I attend seminars and conventions and I see people or videos telling me that I cannot get to a financially stable point in my life without being a part of the new e-commerce business or being a part of Shopify or learning how to sell things on Amazon or have to start a business, have to be into real estate, have to do this, have to do that. And it kills me because... The majority of the time, too, they're making fun of people who have 9 to 5 jobs. They're like, wow, do you hate your 9 to 5? I hated my 9 to 5, too. And it's the worst. And you can't become successful without getting rid of it. And that is so not true. Right now, I wouldn't consider myself incredibly... I'm not wealthy, obviously. But I think I'm pretty close. I'm much closer to financially successful than a lot of other people in this world because I just have simple concepts in mind about being frugal, about saving money, about slowly investing money. I'm not spending more than I'm making, and every month we're saving money into our savings account. That puts you on the path to being financially successful. And I don't own an e-commerce business, and I mean, Success Quest, we're not making any money right now. Not yet. <laughs> we're, we're trying to create an environment where people can learn and grow and 
Yeah, but you don't have to have a business to be financially successful. Do what makes you happy. If you are happy at your nine to five job, stick with it. Don't follow all the crap that people are telling you all the time. Financial success comes more from creativity and all the things that we, we've already talked about right now, like saving and frugality. But if you do want to start a business, oh my gosh, we, we're going to have a whole new podcast about that stuff because businesses are incredible. In Utah, for example, where the state where we live, it's in the top five states in America for starting a business. It's like one of the best. In short, you don't need to have a business in order to become financially stable. Something else that I would just add to that really quick, Caleb, is you can do both. If you have a nine, yeah. to, I mean, in my case, I'm at a nine to five job. I have an actual job that I'm working 40 hours a week and success quest is my, is my hobby. It's my side hustle. It's yeah. something that, that, that I'm doing while I have a stable income because that way I can take care of my family. I can start saving and investing while success quest gets up and off the ground. Eventually we want success quest to, to make some money, right? I mean, we want it to be a successful business, but it takes time. And so if you have a great idea, don't necessarily go quit your job today just so you can build that exactly. idea. Yes. But think about it, keep planning, work on it, and eventually it might get to the point where you can go quit your job. But we don't want to we don't want to tell you guys to to go make decisions that is going to actually hurt you rather than help you. Honestly, there's a lot of things that can be said about becoming financially successful. We really are just touching the cream of the crop. Like there's there's a lot more underneath. Like the whole iceberg. I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the iceberg analogy. We're this is the tip of the iceberg, and there's so much more under the water, and it's so deep. And we will talk about this in future podcasts. But we're so thankful for you guys uh, listening. We want to challenge you to figure out your financial plan. You know, if you don't have one already, make one. If you don't know how to make one. Send us a message through social media. Find us and we would love to talk to you guys about how to make a financial plan based off of some of the things that we've already talked about. Reach out to us. We really do want to have more communication with our listeners and we are more than eager to help you guys out. We're not experts, but I think having someone there kind of as a moderator can help a lot. Um so anyways, I want to thank you guys again for listening. It's It's been a blast. I know this is probably one of our longer podcasts. You guys are troopers. So thanks again for listening to uh, this Success Quest podcast, and we hope to see you guys next time. Have a success. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I'd like to keep that in. That was great. You have a success. <laughs>